Welcome to another episode of Afternoon FM. Today, I have the Calm King cause in the building. Yes, sir. We're going to sit here, we're going to talk, we're going to learn a little bit about this man. Thank you for graciously joining me today, brother. Appreciate you, glad to be here, man. Been picking this man's brain for like maybe the past hour right now, man. So, uh, yeah, we've been chilling, it's dope over here. Yeah, bro. Out here at Phenotype Stages in the Frontotype Patterson building. But yeah, we're about to, about to get into this man's life. His music, his journey. Let's do it. This is experiences. Bro, thank you for joining me. Uh, yeah, bro. So what's going on, bro? How's your day so far? Man, I'm good. I'm glad to be here, you know, putting some good energy out there, giving and receiving some good energy. Got to meet everybody around here. Yeah. A lot of talented people in this place. We got a lot of uh, mutual people we know in common and stuff like that. So it's always dope, man. You know, I always like to see people coming from the local area that's doing something different, adding something positive, artistic, and you know, that's always going to be something positive uh, within the community and shit. Yeah, man, I was listening to your music, it's like really, it's really, that's really positive, it's a, even Marv was telling me about it, it was like, you're really like trying to like uplift in it too, it's like, it's like kind of like, it's conscious rap, would you, would you define yourself as a conscious rapper? <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not against that, I would say, uh, that's something I could see people saying. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not limited to that, but um, when we talk about growing up, what people call conscious rap, it was like a lot of the people that I was fucking with. Yeah, Kwali, Most, Kanye, Common, um, even like Farrell Monts, whoever you want to oh, put in shit. there. Shit, I haven't heard Farrell Monts in mad The Roots, you know? Yeah. And then that ties in with that could tie in with Neo Soul too, which was a big influence of mine. Big but, Soul Quarian fan. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Common was a huge influence of mine. Kanye. What's your favorite Common album? I would say B. Yeah, bro, it's beautiful. B is perfect. Yeah. But like Water for Chocolate is super duper crazy. Yeah. Um, that's another one that has some of my favorite songs from Common. What was the one after he started fucking Erica Badu? That was like uh, something. Electric Circus. Yeah, Electric yeah. Circus. Yeah. But that has some sleepers on it because a lot of people slept on the whole album. Well, really? Yeah, because they said I he never, was. I never heard it, but you know. Yeah, people said just, he was getting too out there. Well, it's the thing about Erica Badu's pussy. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah, I've heard. It's amazing. Uh, That's why on B, on, on one of the songs, he said. <laughs> They said the they said the crochet pants and the sweater was whack. Heard the corner and they said that brother's back. Yeah, uh, yeah. because people was really like, damn. And he was really experimenting musically on um Electric Circus. Yeah. So that was the big thing. Like when when Common would do like an experimental album, like the other one was the one he had with Pharrell. Yeah. Some people didn't like that one. Oh, the one after after fucking for finding forever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when that one happened. I was like, it, that's the one that had that. Is this that new shit? Kim standing in line. Like Drake, was that around that, that time? Oh no, nah, like, that was around the the dreamer believer era. The, oh no, nah, yeah, the, the one the one with Nas. Yeah, ghetto dreams. Yeah, yeah, ghetto yeah. Dreams. That was that era. Crazy, yeah. but yeah, Common, he was a big ass influence on me. That album B, yeah. especially being huge on Kanye, and then they team up to make like a perfect album. That was, I feel that's like people sleep on those three albums for Kanye, man, because like. Like, everybody's like, oh, graduation, fucking my beautiful... Nah, man, fucking... 
John Legend. Mm. John Legend's album, Common's album, and Kanye's album. That was like the trilogy of like this is the greatest production in like the past like 25 years. Actually, fucking most of hip hop, honestly. Mm. And I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge. I'm not even knocking anybody, but that was just like it was just so different. You know what I mean? Yeah, the good music era, the early good music era, like that Grammy Family era. Yeah. Consequence too, bro. Consequence. Yeah, cons. Don't, don't, don't quit your day jobs. A class. And Cuddy, I feel like now Cuddy, we we don't put him as much with good music because he got off of it at one point. Mm. But um, that was all a big part of it because even when you think about the Good Fridays, them Cuddy hooks, and the songs that you know Kanye and Cuddy was collaborating on all the time was mm. like most people was fans of both of them. So when they did shit together. You know it was fire, and yeah. you know Common was in there, like you said, John Legend. Real heads know about Rhyme Fest. He wasn't oh, on yeah, Good yeah. Music, but you yeah, know, yeah, bro, his his album too. What was the fucking shit? The shit was the sister, Blue Collar. Right? Yeah, yeah, Blue Collar. Yeah, yeah, sister. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of great songs on there. That was one of them. The one with ODB, the Build Me Up. Yeah, Build Me shit, Up, bro. baby. Yeah, Rhyme Fest was a beast, man. Yeah, it's funny when they when it uh, came out that uh, that he was like the ghost rider for a long lot of shit. Yeah, it made sense because I feel like when we were coming up, nobody really you didn't look for is somebody having a ghost rider because it was expected really that nobody really did, and if they did, you knew about it like Dr. Dre, Puffy. Yeah, you knew about it. You feel me? But um. With with Ron Fest, I remember thinking, "Yo, these Chicago dudes are nice. He sound just like Kanye." Like, yeah. but then when they when it turns out he was writing some of Ye's stuff, we don't really know to what extent. But yeah. I just laugh when I look back because I remember thinking, like, "Damn, they both like sound like each other and yeah. stuff." But Ron Fest super the, nice. Sahi the Prince is just oh Sahi, yeah. Right. I met Sahi. You met him. I once was in. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Team Backpack. It, it was these competitions they used to do in, in Cali and New York. Huh. And um, if you ever heard of Ren Thomas, he's from Jersey. He he won one of them. Um, but they would always have the tournaments where basically everyone would just spit acapella verses and, and whoever like the crowd liked the most would win or whatever. And it would be a tournament, but they would have guys like Ghostface come perform. Saha came, so that's why I met him backstage or whatever. And I remember I told him, like, yo, you mad underrated. But again, this was before it came out that he was writing a lot of stuff for people. Mm. So he just kind of chuckled because he knew, you know, obviously what I didn't know. Because yeah. that was right before everybody started knowing that he wrote for Ye and yeah. Travis and all these people, like Sicko Mode. Shout out to Mad Skills, too. Word that was, <laughs> I don't know how that correlates, but that's no, a crazy. Mad skills is just always like he's like your favorite. Uh, like, it, it oh, oh, I didn't even it. think about the ghostwriting thing. Shout out Virginia. Yeah, skills. I remember when he had the song Ghostwriter. Yeah, the rap ups, bro. Yeah, I think he's still doing. Them. I remember the old. I think he is, bro. No, I, I think he is still doing them. But yeah, when he put out the song Ghostwriter, but he had the he had the names blocked out, so you didn't really know who he was talking about. Oh, but no then, way. What Mad you found the last one? Up. Oh no, his uncle Murder took over the fuck. Yeah, he did take it over, but I don't know if Skill stopped the or not. Twenty twenty wrap up. Damn, bro. I remember the 06 wrap up. Yeah, when he was talking about how Jay Z like, 
fucking was doing lost one later than that, is it? Skills, Skills was kind of in that, especially on his second album. He was in that conscious like backpack wave too, like. Yeah, 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 with the with the Mad Rapper or some shit. I think or no, no, was it was it Mad Rapper? I don't know. I could be. Fine. There was a dude named Mad Rapper. That's who was uh, with Bad Boy and shit. Mm. Wow, yeah, yeah this you hit my iPod in like the eighth grade. Holy Crazy. Shit, bro. But enough about mad skills and all these ghost rappers, bro. Tell me about your musical journey, bro. Okay, oh, man. man. Where, where you coming from, bro? Man, where do we start with my musical journey? Uh, it's been a long journey, man. I was kind of started dabbling with rap when, like, from like 8 to 12 years old. Really, at like 12 years old, I started writing mm. on paper, like verses and shit. You remember your first verse? I remember something, something old from that time. It was like, uh. It was like, uh. Yeah, yeah. I think I was like 12 or something when I wrote this. I was like, I got the juice. I'm like Zeus, lyrically immortal. I'm like a man possessed, creeping through hell's portal. I'm a talker, legend like the midnight walker, and want fans to, want fans to follow my music like a stalker. No, I had some shit. I think before that it was like uh, this is how it started. Emergency. I think I need surgery because nowadays I think somebody's trying to murder me because I'm hot like Big and Pop. That's it right there. Life's but a dream, but sometimes it's a nightmare. I got the juice. I'm like Zeus, lyrically immortal. I'm like a man possessed, creeping through it. <laughs> I'm Yo, like twelve years old, thinking somebody's trying to murder me. Now I was just saying some hot <laughs> shit though. I was just I was just being lyrical. Uh -oh. But I said I got the juice. I'm like Zeus, lyrically immortal. I'm like a man possessed, creeping through hell's portal. I'm a talker, legend like the midnight walker, and want fans to follow my music like a stalker. I wrote that at 12 years old, my people. So that should say a lot. Not at that time. Uh, no. <laughs> it had to get there. Yeah, yeah. That was like 12 years old. I wrote that, but um. I started to kind of like find ways to record myself at like probably around who knows 15 16 not even bro I was on some bull I'm like oh, a little ass kid and you gotta think I'm born in 90 so when I'm 14 is 2004 mm. so then nobody really knew about none of this shit I'm like a little kid for real yeah. so I just found this white skinny that white skinny computer mic that used to come with certain like yeah, windows yeah. and shit and I started using that shit and I used to um literally use the only thing that I knew which was um sound recorder remember it recorded yeah, yeah. for 60 seconds and it stopped yeah. and i would play the beat loud in the background yeah. and i'll rap for a minute and then it would stop and i'll put the beat back to the right part and i'll press for another 60 seconds and rhyme and i'll have like my boy spitting with me and like that's the only thing i knew how to do like so some then, people had pro tools. This man had no tools. Karaoke machines. Nah, man. Studio. This was. This was. <laughs> then of course, yeah. When you start going to real studios, which I probably went to my first real studio at like sixteen. So How'd that feel? It was good, man. And you hear everyone talking about pro tools, and you. Actually, my first ever studio session was actually in Trenton. Really? Because I linked. <laughs> <laughs> 
because yo i didn't know nobody again like you feel me times are different now now yeah. people are exposed to so much this was like it wasn't that common to know about pro tools and yeah. like in like oh six yeah. you know as a, as a kid in like what high school or whatever you feel me like you didn't know as many people at that time that was making beats or when you found somebody it was like fire because it wasn't as much as as rampant as it is now you feel me like maybe rapping but all the technical shit you had to know certain people and i, I remember i didn't know nobody and this producer was hitting me on myspace mm. and i'm just like man i'm like yeah so i went down there and shit and um it felt big man because you know i never was in like a real studio but then of course you know i start started meeting <clears throat> more people locally and that's actually around the time i met fusion uh nova billy prempe you know oh, what billy prempe he would he, he didn't rap but he used to try to like manage them and stuff no way i don't know exactly i got we, him coming on the podcast <clears throat> soon bro but okay he's a very polarizing figure shout out to billy prempe yeah we were like well, probably bro. like seven sixteen so we all met each other around that time that's crazy bro yeah but um what do you it, think about his congressional run? I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> All I know, man, is that Billy be gotten up more than most graffiti artists, bro. Nah, facts. <laughs> because, look, like, you see this man... Like, all over... First of all, all over Patterson, every hood. Then you'll be in, like... You'll be in, like... There's, like, like, AAV crew. There's Illusion. Uh, fucking... Like, shout out to Sinus. Remember, uh... Oh yeah, I seen Chomp, MK Ultra, MK Ultra was everywhere, and then Billy Prempe, yeah, who's not hiding his name at all. He's just got but yo, be somewhere like random. You'll be in like Hackensack or yeah, some shit and yeah. see Billy's a sticker and bro, shit. Bro, he's in the, the. I was showing this guy the American Fried Chicken to the listener. I was showing him the American Fried Chicken. Dude, Billy's sticker is in the. Video, oh yeah, bro. yeah. I think he Which lives is around crazy there. Crazy because who is like. How are you gonna sway a voter when you're just buying chicken? <laughs> <laughs> like fucking like. Yeah, man. Shout out to him. He goes super hard. Yeah. His um. Crazy. I'm in my barber shop and I look out the window and I see his stickers on the like street sign and shit. Shit is everywhere. <laughs> but long story short, man, it really. I feel like it really didn't really start until um like after high school. Like I. I was building up the whole time. Like I didn't I didn't even rap to a beat until I was like 14, 15. I used to just write rhymes to nothing cuz you didn't have no beats. Mm. The fuck you going to rap to? Yeah. Then it started to be where you could download instrumentals on LimeWire or whatever it was. Yeah. Like and then there was SoundClick. Now you could meet people online like with beats, but it's a whole thing, man. But um yeah, it's been so weird. The musical journey is so crazy. Yeah, so after after high school, I started doing shows for real, like at like 20 years old, and I was um, doing shows like the Armory Tavern in Newark, where they used to have this thing called Garden Variety, and there would be, that's where I met Elder Sensei from the Artifacts, R.I.P. Really? Tame One, yeah. Uh, they said, I think it was Tame One. Yeah, Tame One uh, uh, passed I recently. Art yeah, I remember Artifacts, because when I was young, I, was, I used to do graffiti. Oh Wrong shit, yeah. Tracks was like the fucking, um, that's the anthem for graffiti. Man, and hip hop. I mean, that's their biggest song, I think. And I remember this kid I used to chill with. He moved here from Queens. Mm. And he had that on his iPod. And I'm like, yo, how you know about these dudes? Like, these some Jersey guys. And he yeah. was like, man, I, he's like, yo, I tag. And I'm like, word. So 
that's why since I wasn't in it, I didn't realize that they were saying all these graffiti slangs and things that I had no idea what they even meant until I was meeting a lot of kids really from New York. That's when I learned like bombing and yeah. and like um toy and putting the yeah. put crossing the name out like shit yeah. like that. That's how that's how when I now I could listen to like artifacts and yeah. know what like some whack crook stole my black book. I know who took it. Like I know about the black book, you yeah. feel me? But that's when I learned about all that shit. But yeah, those those first shows were were amazing and then I put out the um, mixtape True First and then I started doing this duo thing with a guy named Knowledge. Now he goes by Noble. He lives in Florida now, but he was another local artist, and we did two projects, Jersey Shore EP, because that's when Jersey Shore was popping, and we wanted to we wanted to put our spin on it to where when you get our product, it's totally different than Jersey Shore, but that's what... It came from a conversation that my boy from Queens said that's what everyone thinks of New Jersey at that point. Post Sopranos, now we in the Jersey Shore yeah, era, yeah. but uh, at that time, not no more. But um, so we did that, and we did an album called Discovery, and that's what really started getting us popping off a lot. We had a song with Big Rube, who's on my current project I have out now. Big Rube from Dungeon Family, you know, with Outkast and Goody Mob and all mm -hmm. them. Uh, he does all the oh, like shit. spoken word. He's on Liberation, Thirteenth Floor, on AT Alien. He's on like every, all that uh, Dungeon Family albums. What but was your process going? My well, like my first first project. Yeah. Sheesh, man. Well, to be honest with you, it's it's. it's what made it different than the mixtapes? Okay, you, like, I get what you you're saying. Really well, if I that's the case, the if that's the case, I would say Jersey Shore EP with knowledge. Mm. I will I will put that as the first like album album, because my my solo thing Truth First, it wasn't like fully mixed yet even, and. I could count it as an album, I think, if it was fully, fully mixed and quality, but I'll still consider it like a mixtape because it's still a little rough mm. on certain songs. But Jersey Shore EP, I'm coming off of leaving a previous producer I was working with that basically was supplying everything, the studio, the beats, album covers, everything, because it just got crazy. You meet some crazy people mm. in this shit, that people that's not right in the head. And you gotta get around people that not gonna get in the way. So, me and this kid Knowledge, uh, we both uh, stopped fucking with this producer, and I was like, "Yo, we should just do something. We got all these songs together. We should just do a project." So we started working on the project that ended up being Jersey Shore EP, and I was like, "Man, we just gotta make the project that we could start traveling, touring." We got to make a project like every song is perfect. I don't care if we got to do 100 takes. You feel me? This was my theory at the time because as an artist, when you putting all this money and stuff into it, it's, I mean, it's no different from now. It's like you want to make an impact and every song got to hit. Everything about it got to hit. Yeah. From your point of view, it got to be the best project and the best product it could be because... What if this is the only time somebody checks you out and and there is no second chance like get them get them like right now and so i think I think also something that stayed with me through all my projects from the beginning is just like 
make what the fuck you want to make. Don't think about nothing else what nobody wants. You feel me? Like, you could adapt with times and try different beats, and you should just be doing that anyway besides what's hot. Try all different shit and be cutting edge. Like, one of my favorite groups is Outkast. Like I said, with shout out to Big Rube, and CeeLo's a big influence of mine, so that whole camp is like... I remember being a, a little kid, man. I, my brother had a Goody Mob album. Mmm. That's real. Still standing. Yeah, still standing. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That was powerful. And their, yeah, was their logo was black hands and chains yeah, yeah, yeah. and big rule my guy he did uh he he actually made that logo really yeah oh, so crazy. i like telling people about big rule because i feel like he's kind of um a lot of people don't know everything he did Underrated. yeah so when you hear desensitize on release party 2 or if you go back and listen to final destination with uh, the Cause and Knowledge featuring Big Rube, produced by Mr. Green, by the way, for anybody that knows the producer, Mr. Green. Um, that was a big collab right there for me. But yeah, Big Rube, he's the man. He he, he wrote some of the lyrics to the hook on, um, I believe, Southern Playerlistic, or it might have been Players Ball, but one of those. He has a lot of, yeah, he has a lot of unspoken history. He's their OG. Yeah. You feel me? Like he was like with Rico Wade and them. Like, um, you want to hear some crazy shit too? I know you're in the the local like Patterson. Mm -hmm. You know the scene a lot. Mm -hmm. You ever hear this guy Zenith Star? Oh yeah, yeah. That's my OG. Yeah, he's the, my OG too. Bro. Yeah, he's everybody's. That's the unk. That's the yeah, mayor of Patterson. The he's the he's the original Z. I don't know what happened to his Instagram because last time I looked, I didn't see him up there no more. Huh. But, I don't know. I, I, I gotta get back in touch with Z. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I, I love Z. Shout out to Z. Shout out to everybody over at Silk City. Yeah, I was about to say, shout out Silk City Rich Grounds, man. Yeah. I shot one of my videos there, yeah, too. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Sir Moore, too. I gotta get you on the podcast. Yeah, bro. shout out to Joe, bro. Yeah, fucking love kid guy just had a baby. He's fucking oh, word? Like, yeah, oh, bro. man, congrats. This, I didn't even a, know such that. Such a fucking dope-ass community leader, bro, for real. Uh, but yeah, no, so fucking Z... Speaking of being like the outskirts of history and shit, mm. we were just listening to Frank Ocean was just playing. It was the Pink and White album. It was not blonde though. So I got this documentary with Z, and I'm producing it with, with Ripe Studio. But it's been mm. it's been a while. We have to like pick it up after. But it's been it's been on the shelf for like a little bit. But Z, uh, you know the album Channel Orange. Yeah, of course. But if I told you that Z is basically like the architect. Of that entire album. I think I might know about this story. It has something to do. Or channel, yeah, yeah. Did it have something to do with a certain producer that Nuff was working with? Maylight. Yeah, I know. I, I, I remember know. him <laughs> saying something about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is the documentary. We have a. Uh, we did the first. The first setting was just him talking about his father and his like life in Patterson. Mm. And uh, Union like, Ave. Background, given the background of the actual story. Uh, so Z. Uh, yeah, man, Z fucking um, Z was working with with uh, with Melee, and uh, you know, like the he was like showing like the reference tracks that he, he was like giving him and like all the mm -hmm. communication, man. And Z basically he basically crafted like you know he didn't like produce the beats, 
So, I mean, I guess it's, like, melees to resell or whatever. Mm. But, like, you know, he's like, yo, I want, like, Benny and the Jets type of shit. And uh, you're showing the tracks, and he had, like, oh, the wow. super rich kids before fucking, like, five years before fucking Frank Ocean had it. And then he had, like, the, this beat and this beat. And it was, like, he basically had, like, six of the tracks of Channel Orange before Channel Orange was even out. And I love Frank, too. I, I definitely it's know crazy. that album. It's a crazy story. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't remember it in depth. I remember him telling me, but when he told me, I wasn't surprised because I remember one time he did, uh, he had a, a like a peace rally or something or an anti-violence rally, whatever you want to call it, at City Hall. I don't remember when this was. This was probably like 2011, 12, something like that. I just remember though he performed this song and the beat was the same beat as funny enough a goody mile song called colors that was on the the uh the comeback album they did yeah. when CeeLo came back and it was around that time and I was like yo I love that goody mile shit you did and Nuff was like what goody mile I ain't do no goody mile shit <laughs> and I was like yeah that that color shit yeah. And I'm like, I, somehow I explained it to him, and he was like, he's, he was saying something about a producer. Yeah. And then later, some at some point, he told me about the the Frank, the Frank shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah, I gotta actually ask him about that, cause like I said, I love Channel Orange, I love Blonde, I love Frank Ocean. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so like when we were producing the album, this is like when we were producing the documentary. This is like during the pandemic. And uh, there was the fucking remember when Clubhouse was huge? Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean that shit. Uh, I got on Clubhouse and Just Blaze was doing a room, and I remember mm. I just sat in the in the audience, just like raising my hand, and eventually I got to be a speaker. In it. Mm. And uh, when I got to be able to like actually speak to Just Blaze, I was talking to Just Blaze, and I was like, "Yo, I'm doing, I'm like, yo, I'm like, uh, you know, this guy's, you know, because Just Blaze is a kind yeah, of legend, yeah, they know each other. Yeah, so I so I I, I kind of like hit up <laughs> Just Blaze, and I'm a huge Just Blaze fan, bro. I used to be like yeah, on the Megatron sure. Don like blog. Mm. And Kanye's blog. Kanye's blog was the shit back then. Shout out to fucking Kanye University. Word. It was amazing. That shit that shit was amazing. And Nile Wright and Two Dope Boys. It was Kanye's blog, Just Blaze's blog. Mm. Nile Wright and Two Dope Boys were like my shit back in the day. Mm. But I hit up Just Blaze and I asked him, I'm like, yo, I'm like, uh, so I, I'm doing this documentary on Zenith and uh, the relationship with this producer. And then uh, Just Blaze, he, he like asked the question. By not answering the question, he was like, "Let's just say like Z has been on the when there's like you know new groundbreaking music like you know what I mean Z's, mm -hmm. Z's not too far off." Yeah, you get good at that with uh being an artist. But also cause sometimes the answer to the question you might not really have a good answer, but if you kinda like spin it in a little bit of a direct way, it kinda correlates with it. Cause when you when I was young and you first see artist interviews, you're like, damn, he didn't really answer it. But sometimes the real answer is kinda boring. So yeah. you like try to find a good thing to say out of it. You feel me? Yeah. I don't know if that, or you could just be trying to get out of what <laughs> the question is. Well, yeah, man. But yeah, Z is that guy, man. I first met him. He used to have a radio show. Um, Fucking rules. He's such a character, too, bro. Yeah. Like, he's rocking mink. Oh, man. man. His outfits is crazy. And rollerblading, bro. He's the fucking goat. <laughs> Shout out Z enough, man. I can't believe we never worked on nothing yet, but I've known him a long time. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tap in, bro. I miss Z. 
But yeah, but enough about Z, man. So tell me a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I mean, from there, man, um, at some point I went back to doing my solo shit. And that's really the path I've been on for a few years. I did Release Party, the original, before I knew there was going to be a sequel. Mm. And um, I just wanted to keep the series going. I'm probably going to do a third release party mm. and, and end off the series like that because I got more music for that. But um, have you ever heard of Fatboy Sharif? No. He's real big on the underground right now, but he's from Jersey. He grew up in like Newark and Rawway and shit like that. Um, but soon you'll hear his name because now that I said it, you, it'll pop up somewhere. Yeah. He's 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 super popping right now, doing his thing. But um, when I was with my group, the Cause and Knowledge, when we did them two albums, we had a like a subgroup called Strange Colors. It was Fatboy Sharif, me and Knowledge, and another uh, artist from Rawway named Eighty Nine and Brainchild. So. Our shows used to be so crazy and shit. We used to be wilding, fucking jumping through the crowd. Fatboy would take his shirt off. We'll be fucking jumping all over the place. <laughs> and at the same time, like, giving you real shit that we saying. So that's how I came up with the term release party. Like, you know, we're going to release and we're going to party. So I wanted to start this series. And um, release party one man it was real successful for me because it's the first time i really had like a lot of merch and shit like that i had the lighters i might could still get you one mm. i had the fuck stress have a release party shirts which i still fuck stress fuck stress have a release party which i still have them on comkincausey.com but i just started going in with the um with, with a lot of stuff like that and um Going back solo again after really making my name as a duo, even though it was only two projects, like, when you young and just coming out, that's still a long time. That's like five, six years. And people don't know as an independent artist how much goes into projects. Yeah. You know, shooting your own shit, album artwork, oh, photo shoots, getting around, doing shows, traveling, touring, you know, buying your own merch, getting, you know, getting people to buy it. It's like getting your brand out there yeah. in the in the current climate of social media, so like much, still bro. getting still getting a buzz, making connections. But it's a lot. So, you know, um, with release party, this I feel like this is where my really musical story starts as far as like on a bigger level now mm. taking it from. You started making the buzz in Jersey and New York and the East Coast. You know, we went to Boston and and Cambridge and Rhode Island and things like that. But now it's like, all right, we got to really start kicking and dooring everywhere. This is when I started meeting people like Peter Rosenberg, who ended up playing two of my songs yeah, yeah. off release party, too. And, and I'll be like politicking with Static Selector. Anybody that I could... Anybody that I could meet in the city or anywhere, you know, obviously in all around Patterson and all over Jersey, do it all from Lords of the Underground, who's um, the councilman of the Westwood and North right now. Yeah. Um, grew up listening to him, like Elder Sensei, anybody that I could connect with, Big Room in Atlanta. So I remember I met Paul Wall because he did an album with uh, <laughs> really? he, did a, he did an album with Static Selector. So I went to meet Static. And I didn't really think much about Paul being there, but I got to speak with him and yeah. we took pictures. And one thing about, same thing with Dungeon Family, like guys from the South, rappers from the South, 
you know, it's true what they say. Like, they're very hospitable. They're very cool with you. Because I remember somebody took a picture of me and Paul, and them shits didn't look that hot. Like, the angle was crazy. Like, he didn't, yeah. Like, he didn't even. <laughs> nah, it was more me. Like, I'm like, I got, he got, you got to get my good side. Like, he didn't even try. So, I'm hoping. realistic frames from SpongeBob. So, I see Paul. Paul was out there for a minute in this little club in the city or I don't even know if it was I don't know what the fuck it was But And uh, it was lit in there It was packed And I see him going back to the back After a minute And I'm like Yo Paul um, I could get another picture with you He was like Yeah he was mad cool He had the grills mm. So you never know With this music shit Who you'll meet You know Cause you know Going to these shows You just run into motherfuckers And you end up talking with them the, I just performed In Brooklyn And uh, I think it was January I performed out there Tragedy Gaddafi just chilling at the show. They like, yo, tragedy in here. So they, but they had um, dude from Bravehearts, G Wiz. He was performing on the show. I didn't even know that the same show I was on. So I guess Tragedy Gaddafi came to check him out or whatever. And I'm just like, yo, tragedy was good. He was by the pool table. But the first dude I met like that when I was 20 was Elder Sensei. When I was in the Armory. I was performing, and I'm meeting a lot of the guys, seeing who's who on the underground, which to me, they're like fucking 40 years old, but they probably were just like late 20s, early 30s, but I'm like 19, 20, so everyone seemed way older, and they all super nice mm. in these shows I'm starting out in, thank God, because there was a couple first ones that wasn't that good. People was on some like generic shit. Mm. I, was, I came up in the underground shows, like for real. I'm thinking everybody is signed with a deal. And I remember this, I, I get off stage and I go outside, there's a couple dudes out there, this dude is like, yo, you was mad nice, whatever, I'm like, good looks. He asked me for a bogey, because I used to smoke cigarettes back then. So I'm like, yo, I, I hope you ain't just tell me that to get a bogey off me. And I see his boy laughing, and his elder sensei. Yeah. And he was right there, but I didn't even see him. And then I see him, he tall and shit too. I'm like, oh shit. And like, <laughs> I had, I'm, I'm green. I never met nobody famous. Yeah. So to me, like, I had the Artifacts albums. I had the Elder Sensei albums. And I'm like, yo, like Crowd Please, yeah. it was my shit. That was one of the first songs that Illmind did before anybody knew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crowd Pleaser with Elder Sensei. And I was just like, and I remember my boy, he was real. Speaking out. Speaking out of it. <laughs> right. And I remember my boy, he was real hood. So I was trying to explain to him who that was. And he's like, man, you acting like you just met Jim Jones or something. Because this is when everybody fuck with Dipset. Like he's better than Jim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have told him that. Because I used to be, I came up like real underground and like old school. I studied all the shit. Yeah. And I just wanted to know the best out of everything in rap. And I'm like, yo, bro, like you don't understand. This is this is that dude and shit like that. Um, and in my um my remix, I did I, I remixed the Wait for You Future shit, yeah. and I, I I called it the Cause Mix. But at the end, I shouted out Tame because I met Tame as well yeah. when I was coming up, um, doing them collaborative projects with Knowledge early on. We had a song called Carnival Nightmares. It was some bugged out shit, mm. and um. I, I seen Tame around, but I never really spoke to him. And at this event, he came up to me. Now, mind you, I'm, a, I'm still a youngin', and I'm from Jersey. I grew up listening to all the Jersey rappers because they made me feel like, damn, I could make it. You feel me? 
And this before Fetty Wap, it wasn't really too many. A lot of people was from Essex County, but no, that no, shit no. ain't matter to me. Like, it's that's, a whole different world over there. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? Like, we, we I ain't. I remember back in the day, I would like try to scope out Patterson rappers. There was like. It was like Carlito or some <clears throat> shit. There was one guy. King Sun was like the earliest one that I know of. Well, there was a dude named Cool D that had like, I'm gonna tell you this crazy shit. Uh, one day my boy, we bought a BP. Anybody that's from Patterson, you oh, know. The BP is, is Beirut, bro. <laughs> you know about the Beirut BP on in the Broadway. 70s, bro. So my boy, <laughs> my boy that I always used to be with for years, he lived on Pearl Street right there. So we used to go get the raps or whatever, and at the BP, and he's like, "Yo, I'm about to introduce you to this dude. I see a crackhead." I'm like, "Yo, I don't understand why you." I reacted like any other person. Like I don't, I don't get what's going on. Right? Why are you introducing me to a crackhead? And he's like, "Yo, this dude used to rap," and I'm thinking it's bullshit, but. I looked up the song. It was Cool D and the Ultimate MCs. And it was real old school, like 80s. Oh, wow. You know, he was telling me about um, things like when the Cold Crush Brothers battle. He was from that era originally. And, um, but it's funny because if you listen to that song, everybody sounds real like old school, like how they sounded. But he was the only one that sounded like a little gully. And I always remembered it was him because he's like, I'm from Patterson. I'm from Jersey, baby doll. Yeah, Patterson. And he was like more her with it. Yeah. And, you know, I asked him, like, you know, about King's Son and guys like that. Because when I first heard of King's Son, it was on the Nas song, Where Are They Now? When he did Hip Hop Is Dead. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I know hip hop and I don't even know a lot of these guys that he's saying. So, me being a student, Wait, I am. Where are they now? That guy is on Where Are They Now? No, I mean, um, Nas, he had a song called Where Are They Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. King Sun, yeah. King Sun was on there. And I remember I looked him up and he wow. he reminded me of Rakim and I didn't really think much about it. They said he was from the Bronx. Right. So I didn't think much about it. And from time to time, I don't know, like, I'm the type, you know, like, shit will find his way back to you. I might see his video on youtube and click back on it and i'll be seeing shit in the comments that was like yo i went to east side with him i went to east side with him in the whatever year and i'm like yo what the fuck are they talking about this guy's from new york yeah. and so i was always curious about it because i started realizing okay he has some connection to patterson yeah. and i didn't really know what it was and my 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 another og twilight um, Light the MC if, if you never heard him I gotta put you on But He's from the same era as Enough Like they grew up together yeah. And um I asked him first Like yo The King's son He was from Patterson And moved to the Bronx Or Cause then I would see shit Like Bronx was his adopted home I just had to know Because we don't really got nobody out here yeah. So I was so curious Like what's the truth And um my OG light, he told me like, nah, like back then people used to have to rep New York, cause he came out in like the late '80s. Yeah. So you that have was. To rep New York at that point, bro. They, there's people that they claim like they were really from Jersey, but back then it was it wasn't cool to be from Jersey. Everything was New York. Yeah. This is before anything else was cool, and um, but yeah, that 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 guy Cool D, I asked him about it, and he was he was telling me things or whatever. I asked him about Just Blaze, but I think he got on drugs before that because he ain't know what I was talking about. Mm. He said, the only thing I know about that is that song with Usher that goes Just Blaze. I'm like, yeah, that's Just Blaze. <laughs> he it, produced bro. it. 
And I remember when Fetty Wap came out and Patterson was on fire just because of Wap and Remy boys. Just Blaze, he was looking for people, but I don't think nothing ever came out of it. But I remember that because Just Blaze, he gets put a lot with New York because of Rockefeller. But, yeah. you know, if you really, Baseline. yeah, if you tapped in, it's not like he doesn't. He he doesn't. I don't think he shies away from the Jersey shit because I've seen him talk about it. Yeah. I've heard him talk about Patterson. I'm talking about Bosco though, bro. So I'm actually been, yeah. He's been a bro. He's in the he's in the music scene, but he's a heavy ass DJ. Yeah. Fucking, uh, he, man, just please. I don't think he was like in the street shit at all, man. He was always just like a fucking music head, bro. He Maybe got, he was just fucking around with an ASR ten when he was like 14 years old, bro. Mm. Well, I know he worked with a lot of a lot of guys like the Outsiders and um, Artifacts. Yeah. I remember him posting about Tame when Tame passed as well. Yeah. So I don't know, but even even back in the days when um, I, when I, somebody told me that he had a studio in his building at one point, but I think it's wrong. Oh I think wow! It's like Jersey Blaze Studio, but it's not just. I Blaze. remember that. That was like when I was in high school. Yeah. Jersey Blaze. That's when I first heard about this building. Yeah, this building's a strange building, but a lot of people have a lot of memories. Yeah, the second, uh, third floor it was a boxing gym for a very Yeah, time. I was about to say, yeah. my boy Brandon Murphy, he's into the boxing thing, and Rick he told Kendall me about Kendall. it. Shout out to Kendall. Ooh, oh, word. I gotta get him on the podcast. Oh, bro. hell he's yeah. Got an awesome fucking story. Hell yeah. I mean, it's a crazy story, but you know what, like, bro? He's like totally, he does a lot of community service and shit, man. Like, he's fucking redeeming himself. So yeah, shout out city. to him. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Any positive influence is good. Anybody that's dope. But um yeah man and then you know like I said as far as my my journey now like I put out release party too I feel like it's my best body of music mm-hmm. I just been doing my best to just stay as consistent as I can um when I met Peter Rosenberg I had the first release party out mm-hmm. and um I got to the point where I didn't think he was going to play nothing of mine and I sent him release party too certain songs from it um Kids on the Journey or KOJ with Sean Gotti, uh, my boy 100 Grand, who's from out here as well. Um, he played that and desensitized with Big Rube. So, this is before the album's even out. Rosenberg is playing songs off it, mm. and I'm not even thinking he's even fucking with my shit like that. And also, uh, KOJ was produced by Nick Wiz. This is a guy from like the Lyricist Lounge era. He produced yeah. for like Cellar Dwellers. Uh, Shabam Sadiq, he's known for like a lot of guys like this, um, and he's from Jersey as well. I wanted to work with him since I was coming into the game, so I finally got a chance to do that, which was real big for me. So with release party two, man, it's just a big statement, you know. Like I said earlier, I wanted to shoot a video for every song. Yeah. I got bonus footage as well for the Juke God visual that's coming out because we shot so much damn footage, like all over the fucking place but yeah man i'm in a good space and um you know there's so many stories i could tell about my musical journey but just to start off touching base with kind of like my projects and my career you know there's other stuff in there between the group and the solo stuff like before i did release party i and i told you i was recording with fusion and them and that's when they had real point podcast r.i.p bebe my dude Shout out Shout Derek. Out Derek bro, yeah. Too. I, I've been trying to get Derek on the show for so long, bro. Yeah. I saw him at the Hinch. I, I didn't see him at the Hinchcliffe thing. 
But he's a very, very, you know, shout out to Derek, bro. Fucking. Yeah, um, for real. He's a uh, very big supporter of my fools and shit. He's always just like shouting me out. Like, yeah, cool dude. I'm like, where, bro? Like, that, that positive shit, man. We have such a beautiful community, bro. Exactly. Like, and just all the Patterson, bro. It's a really, like, a really supportive fucking, like, ecosystem. Where, like, Word. Shout out to Marv, too, man. Marv puts bad people on, too. Mm-hmm. Marv, Marv talked to you really, really heavy, too, before. Because I was just there. I was like, all right, I got a podcast. And I was like, who you got on, bro? Yeah. That's my Marv impression. You told him I was coming on? Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. So I guess I still got a release it, bro. Yeah, I'm waiting for them clips. Because I fuck with Marvin. His shit look dope as hell. Um, Marv really is the king of podcasts. And I met him around that time too, cause he was he was on the island by downtown. Wait, who I don't know if you remember. Um, well, all of us, yeah. but but Marvin was in a different room, like a couple rooms down. Yeah. That's when I first met him and shit. But um, yeah. Real Point was going. I did the Real Point podcast, the intro to their podcast, yeah. the little rap part. That was me doing really? it. Oh, it's shit. the Real Point podcast <laughs> with Derek and BB. Tuning in it. now because oh. I'm scared of the TV. Re- they just told me, like, yo, just do whatever. So I just laid some shit for them and they fucked with it. Yeah. They fucked with it so much when they did a contest. Yeah. To replace the song after a couple years, they couldn't even replace it because the shit was like, it just fit so much. They couldn't find nothing that was better. So, (laughs) you know, I got a special point with, you know. (laughs) But I was going to say I used to record there at Fusion Studio um, because they had a recording studio. I think it was DJ Kep, I think was his name, that had the place before Fusion. So the studio was just left in there. This was no. This is um by downtown. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this is um like uh by Memorial Drive. There's like a little island. Like before you cross over by the towers, yeah. there's like a little island. It's like a little uh, I guess you would call it commercial industry type yeah, of area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never knew this shit existed, and it's right right in our plain sight. But yeah. I just feel like nobody will really think I, about it. Before the before the towers. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, it's like right before if you, uh, yeah, around there, yeah, it's right across the street, yeah, yeah, it's across from the, yeah, it's across from there. You'll see like buses parked there. Um, when you walk in it on that, yeah, 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 where the, where there's the, a little where the, bridge where the geese have completely taken over that entire like section. Bro. Yeah, there's a little bridge yeah. there you could drive over, and that's where we called it Building Three because that's it was literally Building Three, and I had a project I did there called Throwback Thursdays, which was just me um doing instrumentals and shit. Like huh. I did uh electric relaxation, I did Doomsday. Oh, uh, I don't know if you know Lori Love. She know yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah, same yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sang on there because, you know, on yeah, she was singing at that time because I told Fusion, Fusion, like I said, he was trying to do a label. It was short lived, but I kind of did the project through him. Like he was getting um this cat beam to yeah. mix it. He mixed most of the projects. Saga mixed some of it, and my boy Luch, I think he recorded one, uh, he mixed one song, but it was going through Fusion. I was just recording because he knew I was going through a lot of shit with leaving, like, former people I was fucking with, going back on my own shit. So Fusion was helping me out with this project, and um, I told him I need some, I need a girl to sing the, the singing part that you know, uh, like Doom has on Doomsday, but I'm gonna change it to "Can Feel You Causey" instead of "Feel You MC." Yeah. And he then he he found her, or he knew her, 
or something like that. I don't think they met before. Maybe they had a mutual friend, but so he said, yo, like I'm gonna get her to come through and she sang on it. And I had uh I had an all falls down freestyle, I had an equemini freestyle. Can we pull up any of this? Is any of this on YouTube? It's on that piff. But I don't oh, think. Oh god damn it! I bro. think Shout that out. piff Yo, got fucked up now. Second, second time that that piff came up today. I was talking really? about Marvin with it earlier today. It's a synchronicity right now. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we were talking about it today. <clears throat> like, like, you just make it up, bro. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> no, but I gotta work on my Marvin impression. But you Jason remember people? <laughs> I got my Jason and Rico. I gotta work on. But you remember people were saying that piff? They said it was uh like you know like. Like it was a dub, like you couldn't use it no more. But then that piff was like, no, we're still here. But and I can't, then, I can't find my like, project. It's still there, but I can't find my project. And it was there all these years, so I might have to upload it to yeah, YouTube. Just cried when fucking the best of Jadakiss album. Oh, uh, I album. bet, bro. Best of Jadakiss album. I will put. I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The best of Jadakiss by DJ Diggs is better than Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Band. Mm. <laughs> and that's how it is in the hood. This Patterson, Bro. the locks and Jada Styles, Chic. Bro, yeah. Their hood favorites right by out Bravo here. Supermarket, uh, <laughs> every single night. Seven nights a week, bro. Seven nights a week. Listen, if you're from Patterson and you get people that's. It could be that era. It could be my era. That it could be man. Everybody locks, DMX. Like. Jadakus is top five that are alive, and it's not an understatement. Man. Actually, a fucking. It's just a fact. <laughs> and they both, the, mostly Styles and Jada, they influenced my style a lot because. Really, big Jadakus. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you, and and now you'll probably be able to put it together. Um. Never seen a Brinks truck follow a hearse, bro. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Time, Jada's that guy. He is. Bro. I mean, before I got, before I was like Kanye and Common, I was like Banks and Jada. Like yeah. that was, those was my favorite rappers. Why Banks? And Fifty. A lot of people told me that Lloyd Banks is very underrated. Well, I didn't, I didn't bro, stay. I just remember on fire. fire. Yeah. Nah. Well, that was that was a single. You could tell they wanted, it, and I like that song too, but. Banks was known for he well still he's known for spitting that's what he's known for so at that time it was like dudes like Jada um, Banks they was just like some of the best rappers so that's why I fucked with them mm. like Banks having lines like don't make me send a beast at you and the way the way they rhyme too yeah. not just the punchline but don't make me send a beast at you and have your man walking around with another rest in peace tattoo look <laughs> look cream puff you could get killed here. Pussy, you ain't invincible. Even Superman in a wheelchair. To a young mind, it's like when I first heard Big L pun. It's like I feel like at a young age, you're not really necessarily ready for to hear about. I love Brent too, but you might not oh, be. I love this guy too, man. He's, it, he's growing on me like a Yeah, yeah, I love Brent. Just Brent, just make some more. Don't. Get off these hoes and talk about other shit, cause your your music is amazing. We need to hear you talk about other shit though. Nah, he's fucking wonderful, bro. I, I, all the production and everything for it. But even though what was the fucking the first first song? I forgot. It's not even a single. It's not even on any album. I forgot what the fuck it was. Gotta check it out. Hmm. I guess you know what it is. You, you know what, Brent? You ain't gotta change nothing. It's just that I'm not. I'm. I'm not really like toxic no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not toxic no more, bro. So 
you know, certain shit, I'm gonna be like, it's like a letdown. Like you feel like you like, see, God damn it. Like you feeling like a psychologist. Like damn, you still fucked up in the game. Like come on, bro. Like it's like you know when you grow and then your favorite artist kind of stays where they at, and you like, yeah. damn, you kind of feel bad for them. I feel like that's happened a lot with Wu Tang, man. And I mm. love Wu Tang. I love Wu Tang like a motherfucker. But I feel like not not all of them, but like I don't know, man. I just feel like it's like they end up except for like Ghost. Yeah, they, I love Ray Ghost. Evolves a lot, but like. Has Jizz put anything out in like years? Uh, Man, I don't know. I think it's been a while. Yeah. It might not have been that long though. I was telling more of my Raekwon story earlier. Apparently, what did he say? I forgot who the fuck he was. Nah, it was yeah, it was uh Mar- Marv said he recorded Raekwon at the Art Factory at one point. Mm. I was telling about my Raekwon story. I got this funny fucking story. Might as well share it on the ship. Okay. Fucking uh, so back in the day, I used to work at a uh, Sheridan Lincoln Harbor and uh, at Weehawken. Okay. Right, and uh, I was a waiter, and I'm there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm folding napkins, and Nori is at the bar. Mm. Nori's. Shout the out bar. Nori. Shout out to Nori. Uh, been to strip clubs with Nori. Uh, his cousin, he found, he had a weird ass family reunion because he found out that his cousin was the taxi driver in front of, uh, in front of Sheridan. Wow, yeah, that's hilarious. He lived next door. He lived in the Riverview Tower. Oh, wow. I don't wow. know where the fuck he lives now. But I think his podcast, I think he probably moves. And mm. <laughs> uh, he's making mad money off of fucking Revolt. Hell uh, yeah. yeah. So fucking. Shout uh, out to them. So Nori's at the bar. This is like 2011, 2012. Fucking Nori's at the bar. And I'm sitting there, and he's with somebody, and I'm like looking at the dude, I'm like, "Who the fuck is this shit?" So, uh, my roommate's the bartender. Uh, as my guy, my shout out to Marlon. Uh, fuck, and uh, so I go to Marlon, and I'm like, I'm like, "Yo, Marlon, I'm like, who, who's the, who's the guy Nori's with right now?" And he's like, "I'm like, is that a?" I was like, "Is that like Beanie Siegel?" And he's like, yeah, 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 I think that's, I think it says something about Philly, I think it's Beanie Siegel. So I'm like, oh shit, fucking Beanie Siegel's here, bro. Mm. So, uh, you know, I'm waiting, nor they come out from like smoking a bowl or, or a blunt or whatever from outside and they come back in. And uh, so I go up and Beanie Siegel's like sitting there alone, right? So I go up to him and I'm like, yo, bro, like, yo, I'm a big fan, bro. And he's like, oh, thank you, bro, thank you so much. And he's like, I'm like, yo, when's the, when's the new shit coming out? And he's like, oh, I was like, oh, bro, he's like, we're, uh, he's like, you know, I'm working on it now, you know what I mean, it should be out by maybe like the fall or some shit, I'm like, where, bro? Uh, I'm like, I'm like, yo, do you need any, like, beats? At the time, I was making beats, I actually have an album on like, YouTube with just beats. Oh, where? Yeah, fucking, but I haven't done it in a long, long time, I was a big Logic 9 fan, but after mm. they updated, I just, uh, just phased my, <laughs> I like making music live, after, uh, okay. after I got the SP404, I was just like, I don't want to use the doll ever again. Mm. I, I hate being in front of the computer. Uh, so I go up to him and I'm like, yo, do you need any beats? And he's like, yeah, bro, let me take your number down. And this guy takes my number down. And I'm like, oh, wow, holy shit, bro. I'm like, yo, bro. I'm like, yo, the truth is like such a, like, a great album. Word. And he's like, no, I was like, no, I'm like, no, I'm like, I love the truth. And he's like, thank you, bro. And he's like, he's like, thank you. He's like, I appreciate it. I'm like, word. I'm like, word, bro. I'm like, so I thought I confirmed. It was Beanie Siegel when I said, you know, the truth. Oh, Lord. And, uh, I, was like, I was like, wow, bro. I was like, yo. I think I know where this Beanie is going. Beanie Siegel, bro. And this guy looks at him and he's like, no, you didn't. And then Nori hears and he's like, ah. And I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm, not, I'm getting like nervous and shit. I'm like, what? What's wrong? And he's like, motherfucker, I'm Raekwon. 
and I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, I don't, I don't even have any other albums. I have every Raekwon album. Oh shit! <laughs> I only know the truth by BD Siegel and shit. Fucking uh, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so, but you know, but I was like, I was really embarrassed. And then when I, you know, I was like fucking twenty years old. I went in the back. I'm like, yo, I just dissed Raekwon the chef and the fucking you know, he cooks and shit. Man. Damn, it was fun. And then later, I interned for uh, for Ty Fife. Uh, mm, I heard of that name before. Shout out to yeah, he, he produced a lot for Jay Z. It was a big Dipset producer. Ooh, I love this song. Fucking uh, uh, he produced for Jay Z and fucking uh, like Fifty Cent, a bunch of bunch of fucking heads. But uh, I interned for him, and then like later, like Raekwon like came to the studio, and uh, thank God he didn't recognize me. Right? Thank but God. It was just an in and out type of thing. Yeah, a, I heard about. I think Raekwon story. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I think he recorded with Shaw Boogs too at So Amazing before. Oh yeah. Feel like somebody recorded him there. Yeah, my my uh my my uh one of my closest friends, my buddy Paul Bueno, shout out Bueno. Fucking uh that's his that's his brother in law. Shaw Boogs? Yeah. Oh word? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, management now too. Yeah, Shaw has mixed most of my projects. Really? He mixed the Discovery album and he mixed release party one and two. Really? Yeah, so all wow. my like major, most major projects so far. Huh. Yeah, I fucks with Shy Heavy. I shot uh my song Soul Jams that's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shot that there. Um Yeah, me and Shy, we've been cooking. We got more music dropping soon and stuff like that. And you know, it's sad about Fetty and everything, but that was always an influence. Mm. Um being in that studio, seeing the plaques. Yeah. And uh I just feel like if you from Patterson, you can't not like Fetty because when he first came out, you proud, bro. Everybody was proud. But but I was one of the ones that didn't think I was gonna like his music. It just didn't seem like something that. <laughs> I don't know what I thought about it. You know, it just didn't. I I think I just judged it as it was gonna be something I wasn't gonna be into. And I remember um, the first two things. It was it was one thing, then something else that cemented it. One day I'm high, I have no clue why I put the radio on. I don't remember why. Trap Queen was on. Yeah. I'm like, and you know when you high, if something is groovy, you just gonna fuck with it. You don't yeah. that's the ultimate test to see if something's dope. <laughs> like I don't wanna think <laughs> about because look, test. thinking about if something's dope is fucking stupid. This is music. You gotta feel it. I don't care. Like I just seen Rock Marcy talking about how people wasn't fucking with his shit at first because he was he was like the first dude without drums and like simplistic yeah. beats. Like me, man, I don't care if I heard it before. If not, that's even better. If you doing something totally original, and and Wop, he was original, and and it and so I heard Trap Queen, and I'm like, yo, this is dope because he. I seen him say this in an interview, but you could already tell he knew like who he was. He wasn't trying to be like no lyrical rapper. Yeah. He wasn't trying to be on that so wave. He was on some, hooks, yeah, he was on some new he's shit. Fucking feeded and, the whole <laughs> and then this was the other thing that cemented it. Sir Moore, he invited me to Eastside Park one day. He was yeah. going to shoot a video, which he he didn't end up shooting it. I think it was uh the African American Parade or festival, mm. and. So me and my boy Murphy and I think the Iver Genius might have been with us. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's from they both from Patterson. Brandon Murphy, the Iver Genius, um, 
both dope artists. Uh, but um, they played my way. I think it was before Drake got on it. It was the Monty version, mm. which I fuck with Monty on that yeah. shit. They they be trying to play him, and yeah. that was his song. And WAP tried to really stand by that tour, so I respect it. But I'm seeing. We at Eastside Park. I'm seeing grandmas, little kids, everybody fucking with this shit. And the shit just some dope shit. Like, the shit is groovy. And, um, yeah, I remember my boy, my one friend, he was real, like, super underground. And he was, like, getting mad at us. We like, bro, this shit dope. Like, you missing out. Like, because my thing is, like, I don't think you should restrict music in any way. If you don't like it, then you shouldn't listen to it if you don't like it. But, you know... I never was that into like labels, you know. That's why the when you said the conscious rapper thing, I don't really mind that because that's what a lot of guys was called that I grew up yeah. looking up to, like Kwali Common. But uh, you know, a lot of other labels, not so much. People used to try to put me as like an underground rapper. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it was the type of shows I was doing, or I think it was just because I could just actually rap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm like Dre three thousand or Lupe, like you feel me? Like you could just be a great fucking artist and a great rapper. It don't have to be two different things. People used to think that. I don't think they think it as much now. But I'm like, man, my shit is just dope. Like I said, I grew up hearing Outkast, Kanye. It's just about dope music and stuff like that. So, and but what I was gonna tell you before about Jaden Styles. Like I said, they a hood favorite. Jersey love them. Patterson love them. Yeah. And. Dipset too, man. Dipset. Oh, yeah, of course. With the dip shack over here, bro. Oh, yeah, nah. That was, that was like, Dipset is huge out here for people that's tuned in yeah. from other places or just other cities in Jersey. But I used to, we used to smoke weed and I would listen. To, people played lock so much. And I would just listen to Styles and Jada specifically because I felt like the way that they did the double syllable thing, I related more to that. Mm. She just kind of like in your face, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to smack you. Yeah. You know, he was more abrasive, but they rhyme so with like bad. the double syllables. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Sheik. But I used to be high. When I was high, I understood it more because I'm like, okay, they lyrical, but they using their voice. The way comic book here. They like, they, they. They was always in the pocket with their flows. Like when when you when you smoke and you listen to them, they never not in the pocket. So like, even though my shit would grow to be like a little bit more conscious than they shit with Styles, he he's kind of like a conscious rapper too, low key. Uh, people don't talk enough about Styles' poetry and the and the deep the deep music that he's made through the years because it's not all hard shit. But um. Yeah, I, I, I kind of learned how to flow from the locks, I would say. Like, mm. me listening to them and the way they put their rhymes together. And it's because when you see, like like I said, they, they they the favorite out here. When you see people, like, okay, if they fuck with this and you young learning how to do this shit and you like, all right, let me try to see what people like about them so much. Like, mm. a hard-ass bar. Um, but I'ma deal with my enemy sooner Cause I got him looking for my solo album Like Kennedy Jr You see everybody The dudes that The dudes that bang and sell dope Is going into this shit Like yeah. And the regular motherfuckers the, That just like rap like Working music bro Yeah like Jacobs is fucking Really that's good. why that's why they they you're not they, chilling when you're listening. I mean you could be chilling when listening to Jadakiss. Yeah. But mostly if you're listening to Jadakiss, but you're like fucking 
Well, really, that's why they that's why they get so much acclaim because you could just be a hip hop head, you could just fuck with hip hop, you could go to school, work, whatever. Bro, better but, than the Beatles. But at the same time, street they the street Beatles. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, because I'm gonna tell you this: when I would get into like a little battle or something, or like if dudes just got into a cipher, because I don't know what happened, but dudes you that dudes that hustle, they used to be sometimes better rappers than the real rappers. Dudes wouldn't even be in the studio. They'll really be selling crack or whatever they selling. But you get into a cipher with them, they could really rhyme. Like, mm. and I would be like young, like nineteen, getting in ciphers, and like my boy was more like connected with the streets. I'm I used to be shy and shit, and he'll be like, "Man, get in this shit." Like, or even when I first started doing shows, like them underground shows I told you about in North, and they'll have ciphers in the beginning. And I, I'm I'm like twenty. These dudes is all older. I'm like. Man, I'm performing, you know, I don't got to get in the cypher. My boy will, like, push me into the yeah, cypher. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I came up like with dudes like that, that even though you'll be pissed at them, it will kind of, you'll be ex you'll be exposed to more shit because they'll, you mm. feel me? Like, yo, you playing with this girl, like, yeah. it fucking literally push you with shit yeah. to fucking make a move. But um, if, when I would be on some more, like, I wouldn't even say common shit, but, like, I might I might rhyme some shit like uh like some little brother type shit. Yeah. They wasn't fucking with that. I remember I did a battle and I'm like, man, fuck it. I'm I'm drunk out here on Park Ave and straight. <laughs> That's where my boys used to be at. I'm like I'm. It's by the checkers, bro. I, yeah, <laughs> by the liquor store across the street. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, you're going to. You're going to hope Yeah, I was and yeah, and, real, and everybody like, that knows me knows I smoke, but I was for some reason when I was young on them battles. I guess because I used to drink more. Duh, that's why I was drinking. So I'm off like I don't know. I think Remy or Paulie or some shit. Bro, you're going on a real hood shit. No, I'm saying, bro, you're going on a hood famous. Yeah. Shout out to Marv. We secured a camera guy this week. And um, <laughs> yeah, like, no, yo, so I'm going to check, bro. <laughs> so I randomly. Like, yeah. Serious, dude. Hey, my people's be around there. I know, Shout go. out to my boy Trayvon, Davi, <laughs> all of them. Um, but so dude is way older than me and shit. I would, I will, it will always be older guys probably because. I had an older soul, so somehow that would manifest in that way and shit. Yeah. And no, actually, at first I spit a written, and it was more like a little bit more like backpack consciousy. Yeah. And I remember this dude was standing there, and like he was saying for the people that don't, don't know, this the hood. And dude is like, "Yo, it wasn't even no punchlines in this shit." And now my brain's starting to panic. I'm like, "Bro, you about to have to come off the dome." So I just start coming off the dome, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and um, the dude was older than me, and he got me a little bit. But at the end, I told him I was like, "Yo, keep it a hundred. You was um, you was spitting writings," and he said, "Yeah." And I'm like, "All right." Then to me, I won because even if it's you were off the dome, <laughs> yeah. And I remember my my boy my boy big brother who like ran that block. He was mad at me because he's like, "Yo, what the fuck? You started talking about his mom. Yo, his brother just died." You see? <laughs> and I knew his brother too. His brother his brother was a dude that um, I would get around um, in ciphers around there and shit. But he was active. But he was mad smart. He was one of them dudes that. Um, you could tell, like, damn, if 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 he would have came up another way, he could have did something else. Like he, he said he always got good grades in school, but he just was doing what he had to do or whatever. It's fucking but um, ridiculous, bro. 
So you know where Ripe Studios is, right? Yeah, bro. That's what okay. I was gonna say. You gotta meet. Uh, you gotta. You know my brother, fucking uh, Moses and Chaney. I don't know. You know maybe uh, used I'm, to get in tune. Or I know practice. Euro. Oh, was I performed. I performed there. Oh, you um, yeah. yeah, I got bro. footage on my YouTube. Oh wow! Zenuf was DJing that night too. I think it was the first first one. That was like before the pandemic. Yeah, I was. You did the, you did oh, the... I was. Mine was like uh, 2020. Yeah, before the pandemic. Yeah, February because yeah, yeah. it was around my birthday. The first trill night. I did the second trill night with uh, with sounds. Shout out to sounds. Sounds. Is Man, I might have. I might have met you before because I was there. I was when I conscious got, I got performed. Back from, I, yeah, I got back from Cali, like I think the end of 2020 or, or yeah, the end of 2020 into 2021. Mm. And I, I got into uh, and I started hanging out with Shane. Shout out, bro. Those people, the Swipe Studio is such a wonderful place too. Well, so look, bringing it back uh, to the to the young battle shit, right? Yeah. Before there was even a ripe studio, you know we're, we're, the block that it's on. Yeah, I got into a battle. I was like 19. I battled a 33 year old. <laughs> He's the age I am now. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like, so I'm with two of my boys, and we had this younger homie. So he went across the street to to this party, and we older, so we just stayed across the street by the car. We drinking and shit. This dude came outside. He was like, "Yo, who rapping out here?" So like I said, I was like, I knew I was nice, but like I had to learn to come out my shell. But my my boys was they ain't give a fuck. My boy like, yo, he rap. I'm like, fuck in my head and shit. But you know you can't show that. And he was like, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, alright, I'm about to bring my man out here. It was a dude named Gaddafi. I heard he live on uh on Garfield Ave now. He was 33 years old. I'm 19. My boy and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you straight up, no lie. This freestyle shit is really divine shit because I don't even know how I was doing it. That's before I smoked weed. I wasn't tapped in with nothing spiritual. I'm off the Svetka. <laughs> you feel me? Like I'm on some light liquor, getting fucked up, and I'm not ready for this. I'm not a freestyle dude, but I'm a real MC. Like I grew up in this shit. You feel me? I've been rapping. Like I said, I wrote my first verse when I was eight. Like, I grew up studying this shit. So, I'm just like, in, in my heart, I'm like, you gotta do it. Like, so, he comes out and shit. Yo, we battled. We went like three, four rounds. I remember we it got so heated because we started, it didn't get that disrespectful. Because I feel like in a battle, certain shit is going to get thrown out because it's off the top. And you got to just come out the guy. You're going to have thick skin because it's a battle. But I remember when the girl whose party it was across the street, she left her party because they was outside in the backyard. She left and came across the street like, oh, my God, are you guys going to fight? And I, yeah. we looked at each other because we was like getting like yeah, face yeah. to face. Sweating, <laughs> looking like a Gatorade commercial. Yeah. Mind you, I'm not a freestyle <laughs> artist. I'm not a battle rapper. I just was a real MC and I felt like I had to, I didn't do enough yet to feel like I can't, I'm, I'm just going to be, that's how shit got, like after my generation dudes would be like, eh, I don't want to do that. I didn't feel like I had the privilege to say, nah, I don't want to battle or I'm not that, I'm not, I don't battle. I'm a, I'm a damn rapper. So yeah. it was still that era like, yo, you got to go in and yo, I remember we looked at each other. We looked back at the girl. I was like, nah, we good. We just battling. <laughs> But even though he was older, like, I was torturing him. And I knew that because everybody on his block was fucking with me. It's his block. Yeah. I used to chill on River Street by 6th Ave for yeah. mad years. And we, um, 
like I said, we just, I really think we drove, but you could walk there. You know how close it is. And um, I didn't expect none of this shit to happen. Like, never been on that block in my life. That's why it was dope when they put Ripe Studios there, because I always remember East yeah. 12th, right? Yeah. I'm like, East 12th by the Fifth Ave Bar. That's how I always remember. Like, I had this surprise battle. At the end, my boy was like, yo, calls. He's like, yo, you the best out here. Like, I felt good <laughs> as hell. I'm talking about people that was from his block or either lived with him. They like, oh, let me sign you. Oh, dude came up to, it was a girl that said that, by the way. It was some shorty. She's like, oh, let me sign you. Everybody going in, in between my bars, I'm cooking. Yeah. And I don't even know how. This shit is like some divine shit freestyling. And then um, at the end, his mans was like, yo, you could come back here anytime, like, I don't know what's good with my man's usually like he's more on point than that but like yo you killed it <laughs> it was like a real live like like that other battle it was like some small hood shit it was dope it was it was a good experience this was like some movie shit everyone was outside everybody came outside and a tank top a new ball, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and i knew i knew i got him because then out of nowhere this 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 younger kid came in and started to like cypher mm. And I'm like, yo, we battling. And and dude was like, let him rock, yo. <laughs> and, was, and so I knew, like, oh, I ate him. Because why the fuck he's letting this shit become a cypher? Like, yeah. But anyway, that was a great it's experience. Like, everybody come on in. <laughs> he's like, woo! <laughs> Get on. He's like, it's more rappers out here? Nah, but... And like I said, I'm young. Like, my dudes is telling me, like, yo, you that guy. Like, it felt good. This is before my music was taking off like that. And um, so when they put Ripe Studios there, I always remember that was my first memory there and shit. And another thing that they changed was right on that same street, but on the next block, they used to have something on the wall. My boy Richie showed it to me. He's like, yo, look at this. It used to be a painting on the wall. They took, they, they painted over it now, but... I'm looking like I see dudes on horses. I'm like, black cowboys? He's like, yo, you know the song Buffalo Soldiers? I'm like, yeah, Bob Marley. He was like, yo, this is what that song was about. And I'm like, what? So when he connected it with that, I, uh, right away he had me interested to know what he was talking about. And he was showing the black cowboy uh, soldiers that was in i think it was like world war ii or some shit i can't remember but it was it was a war and they one of the i'm gonna just say like the lieutenant or some shit he was from patterson mm. and when he showed me it i felt like you know we we were still young at that time but i was like i wasn't even caring about the shit mm. but when he when he put it to me in a way that i could relate to it and then i seen that it was patterson history I remember uh, on my old group page, I put it up. It's still up there on the cause and knowledge page because that shit is yeah. dope. These are th I always said people focus so much on bullshit and toxic shit, and there's so much beautiful shit that came out of here. It's the beauty. That's the that's the purpose of the Patterson,ian bro. Is to humanize that shit. There's a there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of pride in this city. There's a lot of fucked up shit. But there's a lot of, like, there's the history of the city. Everybody knows the history. Like, a lot of people know the history. And a lot of people can appreciate the buildings and all this shit. But it's like, you know, it's just like, there's rampant fucking drugs. And, there's, you know, there's a lot of murders and shit. I mean, like, I feel like we're on the path of progress. It's mm -hmm. just it takes a long fucking time. And it takes everybody to be on board. But 
uh, the difference between progress and gentrification is a very very fine line oh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but it's like uh you know man it's just it's i don't know man i i, I love it even in its grit it's like uh i don't know man it's like a fucking it's like seeing a flower come from the concrete not to just mm-hmm. rip fucking tupac but you know, mm-hmm. Really is like that, man, and I like I like seeing you know, because it's all this clash of cultures and shit. Like you were saying, like mm. you know, the Buffalo Soldier guys, the mm-hmm. Jamaican community, mm-hmm. Dominicans, Peruvians, Arabs, Jews, mm-hmm. fucking, fucking name it, bro, Puerto Ricans, fucking, it's, I don't know, man, Mexicans. Italian. There's still some Italians. Yeah, still some Italians. I got a line on this Big Jersey song that we were talking about uh, getting Fetty Wap on that, but obviously now, you know, that might not happen unless they got some vocals you that they could throw on there. I fucking, I went to Fetty Wap's house when, uh, when I was like, I was growing weed in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to hit up, I hit up like everybody I knew because I just had a bunch of weed. Fucking, <laughs> like, uh, and, uh, I get invited. I gotta get brain on this fucking. Party. I get. I get invited to Freddie Wild's place. I know Brain Films. He's like. Oh, oh yeah, I shot a video with him. Really? Shout out to Brain Films. Out, yeah. yeah. Apparently, we're starting the same office building at this point. Fuck it. Uh, oh really? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Fuck it. Uh, so, Brain brings me down because he's a cousin of uh, one of my closest friends from eighth grade. I used to do graffiti with this guy, Sean Fernando. Fucking, mm. uh, it brings me down. I, I go and I, I pull up to Fetty. I've been living in the woods for like two years at this point. Bro. Mm. Fucking straight, like, you know what I mean? Moss Oakley. Fucking, you know what I mean? Boot wearing motherfucker. Mm. Uh, I pull up to Fetty Wap's house. He lives in Beverly Hills, bro. And, uh. Oh, I'm thinking you're talking about out here. Now, nah, now it just hit me. Okay. <clears throat> I pull up to the crib, bro, and it's, it's nothing like showing, you know? Like, it was just like. It was a really surreal experience, bro. But it's weird to see, like, the... I watched the... Netflix had this show called Dropping Cash, and it just basically, like, followed... And Fetty Wap was one of the episodes, and then, like, you know, like, when he was buying, like, paintings and shit, just, you know, dropping mad cash on, like, random shit. It's just, like, a heavy splurge-ass show. Mm. Man, it was just, it's just, like, weird, because, like, coming from the woods and heading there is, like, the first time I've seen Civilization. Mm. And then, uh, That's crazy. you know what I mean? Like, there's no water, no electricity, bro. Like, I've just been growing weed. Yeah, wow. You have to, like, rig shit up. Damn. Yeah, but it's fucking, it's cool. But That's you different. head over there, and Patterson, like, still, like, got me. You know what mm. I mean? It was, like, home. They were, like, yeah. 3,000 miles away from home. But yeah. I felt like I was home. You know yeah. Like, I, I, I'm yeah. with, like, people who made it. You know what I mean? Like, he made it out. And, like, that's gotta be a crazy feeling. It's a crazy feeling, bro. Like, like going there. And like walking in, it's like, you know, it's like this really, it's panoramic view of the city and shit. He ended up, I feel like he lost the place in like a couple months after. This is like when mm. he was releasing the Bruce Wayne mixtape. Okay. Yeah, like around that time. And fucking, uh, yeah, bro, it was nuts. Uh, then, then, you know, I, I fucking went back to NorCal. There was a whole shit. Uh, but it's just like, you know, there's ways, there's places like, there's ways of getting out of this shit. It's like getting out yeah. of the ship is still kind of staying home. Like, you never really did leave home. Like, yeah. it's like I was at, like, fucking Jay's Fish Spot. Like, the mm. fish, uh, Jay's Fish Gate up the, up the block the other day. Mm. Like, or, like, a couple months back when he was, like, out of parole. I was like, oh, shit, he's in Montgomery Street right now. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. I actually remember that when he was over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's man. Nuts, bro. But, yeah, it's crazy. And it's crazy. I was actually just telling Alex this story. So, a couple of... Uh, 
a, a, a couple months after that shit, I was watching porn. And fucking, <laughs> and fucking, I'm scrolling through this shit, and I'm like, I'm like, I recognize that painting. What the fuck? And this chick is just getting like fucking like fucked, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, I know that kitchen. What the fuck? And it was Fetty Wap's house, and I'm like, I'm like, damn, yo, this chick's getting fucked in the ass, bro. I was eating eggs. I was like, ah. It was wow! Like, it was fucking first time. It's like three months post fucking. That's a crazy synchronicity right yeah. there. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> man, free wop though, man. I hope that you know he just stays stays away from shit when he gets out. Hopefully I think they. It was him, bro. I think it was just like he like probably like funded some. Yeah, yeah. Of that. course, yeah. But, but I don't know. It was, might not get hit with the Rico. Mm. Rico and I like the butterfly effect. I feel like um I feel like they got him to be kinda what people wanted from him. Like, yo, people want melody, they want you to do like the you know, the Fetty Wap singing shit, but get like a little deeper on him too. Cause I felt like back when he did the wake up record, I thought he was gonna start getting more personal. And then it didn't really happen, I feel like, until he did the butterfly effect. He started talking a little bit more about, like, things that was going on and think about his daughter. You know, some bad situations, too, but he was just keeping it real about his life and stuff like that. It's sad, man. Yeah, the thing about Fetty was always that even, when, like, before I um, knew much about him, when I would just see him in an interview... Man, he just seems like any Patterson kid that you would know. Like, yeah. he just seems like a cool dude. Like, you could relate to him. Yeah. And um, he's a likable guy. Like, he he wasn't, he never tried too hard to be, like, tough. He'll do interviews laughing and smiling and yeah. just talking, just being himself. And um, not for nothing, even that, even that debut album, I like almost every song on there. It might be, like, one song that I skip. And that's saying it's a lot of songs on his debut album. Fetty Wap debut album is just a bunch of damn catchy ass songs. It's a bunch of jams that you just put on if you want to feel good or just yeah, yeah, hear some bro, dope he's shit. Trying to be any, he's not trying to be like fucking J. Cole. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, yeah, and he, I seen him do an interview with Drewski, which I seen Drewski at uh, Fetty Wap's Thanksgiving. Where's uh, where Drewski from? He's, he's like has a crazy presence over here too. Yeah, well he he's he works he's um he works for High Ninety Seven, oh, okay. but um. He has the movement in Elizabeth. Really? It's like a space where you could perform. I performed there once years ago. Uh, his girl was holding it down. I think her name is Sky. Yeah. I think they was you. I think Man, they. Bro, you've been around, yeah, I have. I think. <laughs> I think. Um, I think they. They might have been on Love and Hip Hop. I think because I remember somebody already knowing her name and shit. Like somehow she was known. They might have been on like Love and Hip Hop at one point. But um, I first met Drewski in Atlanta when I first went to, <laughs> when I first, <laughs> yeah, bro. That's why I'm saying, like, probably like a year from now, my name is going to be, like, fucking out of here. I've been doing a lot of shit, bro. So you're going to look back, like, a year from now, and we still going to be doing interviews. Don't get it fucked up. No, 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 but, like, no. a year from now, you're going to be like, damn, I remember Calls came on. He was just like... A regular dope dude, and he started just saying things, and I realized this motherfucker, he, Honestly, plug, bro, he plugged, he plugged like, in. I, 
normally I like kind of cap out the interview with like an hour. Well, I'm not like capping it now. Yeah. I'm just saying, like normally I cap it out in like an hour. I still want to hear more. It's like, we're, how we're, long like, has it been like already? Fuck twenty two right now. But oh, where? No, but I'm just saying, keep going, bro. I fucking want to hear more of this shit. Yeah, man. So I had linked. Um, I had I had uh sent Big Rube a song, um, and I um, it was on the Discovery album. So this is the Cause and Knowledge. It was a uh, me and another artist, like I was talking about earlier, and Mr. Green produced it. DJ Priority from Patterson, he did some scratches on it, so it was really like a big moment with all these people coming together on one song. So me and Knowledge and a lot of people we fucked with, we went out to Atlanta to shoot the visual. And Mr. Green was also in Atlanta, which who, for, for those that don't know, he from Jersey, but. He was also out there because it was the A3C festival, mm. and we wanted we wanted to go touch that too. We seen Pete Rock out there, um, uh, Drew, DJ Drewski was out there in Cipher Sounds. So I met Drewski um, at that point. I don't think I seen him until recently when they had the Fetty Wap Thanksgiving giveaway yeah. right there by Mill Street, yeah. and I'm really. They did a good job because I'm really thinking WAP is like out for a little bit or some shit. Like yeah. the way they was they was doing it. The Nino Brown shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I seen Shot Bugs like so we you feel me we get we hug and I'm like yo like where's WAP at? He's like he not here. I'm like why not? I see Monty. I see Kevin Lyles. Um, Jamal Hall was there. DJ S dot. Uh, couple other people I met. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> I felt dumb as hell because I'm like, where he at? He's like, he locked up. I'm like, damn, what about that new song, the Yam shit? He's yeah. like, yo, we did that shit like back, like like a minute ago. And I'm like, damn, you feel me? So um, I was just networking with like whoever I could and just making the most out of the moment. Um but yeah, DJ Drewski, he just appeared. I don't know where he came from, cause DJ S dot, that's WAP's DJ. Yeah. He was he was holding it down for a minute. And then I just turned and I seen Drewski and I'm like, oh, what's good, da da da. And he mad humble cause I told him like I didn't tell him this part, but but besides Wala, he's like, you know, like after Wala, he's like that New Jersey yeah. DJ. But I realized that's just him. I told him, like, how does it feel to be, like, the number one DJ holding down Jersey? He's like, man, I don't even think about it. And I'm like, man, that's just him. He not even trying to get no credit, but he really is. Like, I seen him interview my boy Kaimo from Pasek. I don't know if you heard of him, but he's dope as well. We got a song called Ghost of Raekwon. And, um... Yeah, you might have heard of Kaimo. He's like, he's... He's, he's, he's doing it right now from Pasek. Um, and... You know, Drewski obviously interviewed WAP a bunch of times, and yeah. he just, he always plays DJ Jersey Wall. artists. Yeah. DJ Wala, yeah. yeah. But, um, Drewski. Yeah, they're both like from these, from the, like these past generations, like the D Jersey DJs, yeah. especially both being on High 97. So I always wanted to tap in with uh, Drewski. Hopefully, we'll do an interview one day, too. Um, cause I just see him as a real representative for Jersey. He's one of them guys, too. Like, from this newer generation along with WAP and like some other people to come out and really, you know, be a good example for Jersey and really like do their thing. So shout out to Drewski, the movement. It was a dope space as well. Mm. Uh, I think they got multiple floors there, but I was just where people perform and shit like that. But yeah, that shit was dope right there in Elizabeth.
Yeah, Jersey, man. I, you know, I call Jersey New Jupiter. The reason why I came up with New Jupiter was because back in the days, and you still hear like Wyclef say it sometimes, but we had New Jerusalem. Marvin actually keeps that alive, and I told Marvin I fuck with what, that because he, Jupiter? no, the New Jerusalem oh, the shit, Jerusalem? and that actually um originally was a five percenter thing but it kind of turned into like a hip-hop thing and yeah. you know people would say it and you know we had dirty jersey that we had certain things literally the we, the we live with the poet laureate of jersey city and there's a slam poetry uh group called new jerusalem yeah there's a lot of more it's it, it came back now i seen even um isn't there somebody here that does something like that what like some New Jerusalem shit or somebody from Patterson, I think. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You were mentioning White Club, bro. Uh, my fucking one of my closest friends is. Uh, actually, no, no, he's not one of my closest friends. I'm cool with uh, Ray Duplessis. He's like. Oh, uh, that's his family. That's yeah, White yeah, Club you know, family, you know, right? Who, yeah. Uh, GLPA. I know, like, Jerry Wonder and yeah, Jerry I know Wonder, the name, yeah, like you said, yeah. Yeah, when like little kids we used to fuck is that in Montclair I hang out with Red but I hang out with Red like once in like fucking four or five years that's in Montclair right that's the uh, Booger Basement or that's something else Booger Basement I think was in, in it was in East Orange originally when Wyclef yeah. had it, but and now he's in Caldwell. Uh, oh, okay. Because I know they they had something. Was when, when we were kids, my, my little cousins are from fucking North Caldwell. Oh, okay. Them, bro. My little cousins. Like, Isn't that where they shot Sopranos or West yeah, Caldwell? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. We used to play in that fucking yard, bro. Oh wow. I, st I still never went up there, but I. Oh, bro. I think. Uh, That's my most viewed story. Who the fuck was up there? Fusion or Marvin? Somebody was up there. Not in the last couple of years. I see. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Fusion, but um, yeah, man, I forgot what we, who we was even talking about. I'm trying to remember what the fuck. <laughs> so, bro, what's, uh, what's I feel like there was another point there, but I forgot what we was. What's next on the play for you, bro? Man, just keep doing my thing, man. I just want to travel more now. Um, I got the music, so I'm just doing my best to like get it out there to as much people. I know if Peter Rosenberg fucked with it, I know that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, man. Um, man, I, I, I forgot what the fuck we was talking about. <laughs> but it might have just been that I met Drewski. But I know I was telling you I was going to get WAP on this song because I had this song. It's a Big Jersey record. Yeah. I remade basically my own version of Can't Forget New Jersey from Queen Latifah, which people would know from the New Jersey Drive movie. Yeah. I always wanted to remake it like... Since I was like 19, because I worked with a producer that basically just remade the beat. Yeah. And I just loved it so much because I always been like a big, big Jersey, Jersey rapper, yeah. you feel yeah. me? And following the footsteps of those legends that came before me that put on for us, like Rep Man and everybody else. So, long story short, Shot Bugs and Says Beats, they produced this beat for me. And I already had the verses because originally it was a different beat. But the studio was so crazy, we ended up making a whole new version right there. <laughs> and I was telling them, like, yo, I want WAP on this shit. And they were going to play it for him, but everything ended up happening with the legal shit, unfortunately. Um, you know. But, you know, you never know what could happen, man. You know, I mentioned WAP on it. I mentioned Lauren Hill. I mentioned SZA because a lot of people don't even know she's from Jersey. And she's been, yeah. like, one of the biggest artists. Yeah. You know, I remember I seen her perform when she was coming out when she had that Z album. Yeah. And she was she performed at Rutgers in Newark. 
And she was like, I grew up like 10 minutes from here. And she was showing love. Even recently, I seen at Madison Square Garden, she was talking about, you know, huh? Shake. Oh, yeah, we got Shake. Shake's another one for right now. Coyle Ray got super fucking hot. Yeah. Shout out to Lana Del Rey, North Bergen legend. No, I'm I was gonna say, is she from Jersey? Uh, yeah, Coyle Ray. She lived a lot of places, but she's like no more from Hackensack. She performed out here. She performed out here and did some things out here on her come up, but her come up was like a year. She did so because she had a team from the beginning. So after like a year, she didn't have to do no Jersey shit no more. She started popping. It wasn't like it is now, but now she's fucking out of here. Her shit was like the number one shit on TikTok. Well, shout out to everybody in Jersey, man. There's a lot of other people coming up. And also just speaking on Patterson, like the the things we were talking about, about like people that's artistic and positive. I would always find like the different artists than a lot of people that, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people that people will fuck with and it's a lot of dope artists, but I would always find like the alternative people. Mm. Like if you listen to Niambi J, she's on two songs on release party too. Mm. Um Sean Gotti, I got in there with him. I got him to do some whole other shit mm. where he's doing like some singing background hippie shit on KOJ. My boy 100 Grand, I got him to sing the hooks that I wrote on KOJ and Soul Jans, and he always had a great voice and he could rap. Mm. Um, the Eye of a Genius, I found him. When he was 19, he was hitting me up talking about he wrote a um, song about Genesis. Who, for those that don't know, the little girl that was like 12 and she got killed on Rosa Parks Boulevard. It, it was years ago. It was super sad. And I'm like, yo, this kid is writing songs about that. Like, I got to fuck with him. Yeah. And so uh, my boy Tiggs, the Eye of a Genius, he's on Release Party 2 and Release Party 1. And he has a beat that's probably going to be on Release Party 3. So he'll be on the only person on the whole trilogy. So when are we looking at the release of uh, Release Party 3? Oh man, I'm probably about like 75% done with it So, you know, it shouldn't be too long um, I'm the type, man, I don't like to rush music at all But I'm getting better at staying consistent enough in a time frame To get a little faster with it mm. I'll never put out something ahead of its time But at the same time, I've been learning how to do I, It's a couple projects that I got too in the in the works But yeah, I mean, I always was consistent, but I guess just learning how to prioritize to get it done even faster, yeah. and because I'm I'm real spiritual, I, I always I'm like it's gonna get done at the right time. Yeah. But you know, there's still ways where you could learn because the the climate of music right now is fast, and people are dropping things all the time, yeah. and you know whether it's a song or two or a project and another project. Um, like we were talking about Griselda earlier. Their catalog is crazy. They always dropping shit. Um, so I got some really good I've learned, songs, man. I learned that a lot as an artist recently, but that's kind of why I don't keep any of my stuff. Like uh, I've been learning that from like I actually learned that from comedians. Uh, George Carlin would uh, he would get rid of his stand-up special every single every single time. And then Louis C.K. would take it. To, mm, one of my he, favorites. He would take his uh, his special, uh, and you know he would like you know he'd do his stand up for like maybe a year, whatever, polish the act, mm -hmm. and he'd do the special, and then after the special came, he can't use any of the material ever. Mm. I use that with my photos. My photos, like you'll never see me do a repost. 
Mm. I never, I'll never repost the story. I'll, I'll like the worst I'll do is like I'll print if it's like I'll print it on like a pad or Sony NT. But uh, so far, but like I don't ever like the work is the work about that. I consider being an artist like uh, it's a lot like being a fishing. Mm. Uh, where it's like you don't go on the boat think I'm gonna catch like eight fish today or two fish today or this is gonna be the big fish or this is gonna be the small fish mm. you go and you, you, know, you do the work Do if you do the work the work will do the rest mm. like exactly it becomes a process of just the maintaining a habit it's like working it's like going to the gym you know what I mean like I go and I take my photos or I take like or I try to like come up with a concept or I write for film do you ask people like yo can I take your picture or do you usually just uh, bro, most of them are just steals uh, if, okay. I, if I did it if cause I see I, sometimes I they're looking at the camera so I was curious no, 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 I, I don't like you know, it's very I don't I don't I don't normally ask them I mean I, maybe I'm fucking myself over that but I was like I, if you do ask them bro they uh that's why I don't actually have a camera on this thing. You're, mm. like I said, you're the rare exception. And the card, I think, is full. But <laughs> yeah, we probably went <laughs> it over. Just, it just went from red to, to white over there. You're okay, a very so rare exception uh, that I actually put camera on this mm. because uh, when the camera is on people, bro, people start to perform. Mm. Like, all right, like, I just did this film. I had to act. I do acting yeah. classes. Right? Uh, well, that's why when you told me, like, the philosophy of the show, I kind of eased into that. Yeah, I like. And I was like, I'm just going. We just going to talk, yeah, have a look, conversation. It's, it's well, I guess really, that's kind of how I am anyway. But you know, no, I know, I know, you need the visual concept. Yeah. A lot of people are like, yo, you should make it visual. But the problem is, bro, like, not the problem. One, it makes it a little bit harder to edit, and it makes it like, you know, it's one. I like to, I like bringing people in and, and hearing their story. But also, if like people are like fucking like. If there's a camera here, we now are performers. Yeah. We're like we're not performing when we're talking right now. Like this is like very, Especially depends, very fourth wall right now. It right? depends on the person too. It depends how used to yeah. they are having the camera in front of them. Because if you're not, you're definitely gonna be performing. Bro, yeah. But if it, if you're used to doing interviews, people, oh yeah. And my voters, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fucking, you know what I mean? But like we had uh, the last one, I have to edit her to shit too. But uh. uh she is running for senator bro and she was just talking about like you know like she didn't like you know I mean, normal people would be like well i you know i am fucking running for senator and i am you know doing this she was hmm. talking about how she had to administer narcan to this person who fucking took so much like fentanyl that a mix of like cocaine and heroin she had to administer narcan to them in a parking lot wow you know what i mean but she's running for office but that's the but you know what i would rather if if I was voting for somebody who was going for a public office, I would want them to be in tune with that shit. But you know, if it's like you know somebody sitting there in front of a goddamn camera, they're trying to like pull some bullshit rhetoric. And yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I'd rather I, like I I I, I want to feel a real person. I don't want to see a performer. Right, Not right. Not necessarily as a performer, but it's like, but when people are real, bro, and people are like. In their natural state. That's why I love my photos. But my photos are. Uh, I don't want anybody to perform because you're just beautiful, just the way you are. Just mm. seeing the guy opening the door on a Seven Eleven, man. Guys yeah, you be getting like real, like intimate pictures. Yeah. And like I said, it's dope because. I love it. 
it stood out to me right away because it's Patterson. Nobody's doing that. So well, when Wes, I, Wes, my, my boy Wes does that a lot, but Wes, Wes is doing it right now. Finish photo villainy, motherfucker, if you're listening, bro. Because mm. I, I, oh, bro, I want him to be my cinematographer so bad. He's, he, he's got such a great eye. Shout out to Stills by Christian, too. Stills is a great, he's a great, like, studio photographer. He fucking, like, what's he his really name? knows how to, how to craft. He's, he works for Ripe Studio a lot, too. Oh, okay. Who Stills, is this? Stills is an amazing Stills? Guy. Okay, word. Shout out to Simple Gone, you know. It's the fucking... I had a ball too performing at Ripe Studios when I was there. I it's did family, my. Bro. I love those yeah, Zenuf, like I said, was DJing. Not as much as I should, but like I just don't want to make out time We had to delay this like fucking like what, like two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but man, this is fun, man. I like how you just—it's just organic as it should be. It's not no bullshit conversation. It's just you just let it flow. You could touch on anything you want to touch on. So who are you voting for? What do you think about Jeffrey Epstein fucking those kids? That reminded me of the <laughs> the old Dave Chappelle bit where he goes, uh, <laughs> he's like, man, you, why are you asking me about my politics? So anyway, I was fucking my wife in the ass last night. <laughs> he said that's the one thing people don't want to talk about. I love comedians too. Louis Louis is up there with with Chappelle for me. He's one of my favorites. Well, this fucking show is the shit. The show Louis is I remember one time I was at Silk City Lab and I told him I watched every episode of Louis and Saga was like, Yo, you bugged out for real. Yeah, bro, Cause there would there would be moments where even in his stand up, same thing, there will be moments that are like so bugged out but the everything's everything's so brilliant that you like, all right, we'll just get past it. Like yeah, yeah. and he said he does comedy like that where he's like, Alright, we'll get past it together. We'll find yeah. a we'll find a joke in it or whatever. Yeah. Nah, Louis one of the goats, yeah, man. What? Yeah, bro, he's good. He's fucking. He's like my hero as a film director. The thing is, bro, what I love about him is shit is that he he's like a real filmmaker, but not in like the sense of like oh like yeah he makes a lot of films like he's a real filmmaker because like it's not a lot of like it's not a bunch of fluff. It's mm. like fucking like it's him like an actor like you can see the camera set up mm. you know what I mean and yeah. he's just he just he's just a great writer and he just makes his things it's not like he works with Paramount and there's like a hundred million fucking people right. trailers and shit it's just a guy who wants to make cinema and then he goes and he performs stand up in the stand up like he makes art like he performs art to be able to make art and then and then when they give him a budget he makes like the most beautiful series of like, mm. and it's not a I got to rewatch series. that man it's not a crazy series like you see the shots in Louis it's not some crazy fucking adventure yeah it feels shit. relatable yeah it's like real shit yeah and then everybody started doing it. Atlanta came out after that mm. shit fucking like I don't even know what's going on right now the bear like all that mm. shit all that shit got put on Louis. Louis didn't have a fucking crazy budget, and it, it was like it was real shit, bro. It was the fucking Louis. Louis is an amazing film, and his films are great too. He's got one film that's like forty seconds, and it's yeah, it's a forty-second fucking film, and it's one of the best story—not the best stories of all time—but <laughs> I love it because like this is before TikTok and before all the everybody everybody's minds were fucking molded to like enjoy these short videos and mm -hmm. get the ads. Uh, fucking Louis, it's called Ice Cream. 
40 seconds? 40 seconds, but it's one of the best films I've ever seen. I've okay. seen a lot of films. I've seen a lot well, of I like films. Louis, so I I'll check it out. I studied the shit out of Scorsese. And, oh, uh, that's oh, that dude. And like fucking Indian cinema and French mm. cinema. I'm, I'm very well versed in cinema. Word. 40 seconds, Louis C.K. is on his YouTube channel. It's called Ice Cream. And uh, it starts it off, and the title is just Ice Cream. And then it's just a shot of this little kid, and he's just eating ice cream. And uh, then it's, this camera starts to zoom back, and then Louis comes into the shot, and then he goes, and he like fucking goes, and he grabs the little kid's ice cream, and he starts eating it, and running away, and the little kid's like fucking confused, and then Louis like jumps into a helicopter, and then the helicopter like fucking goes into the distance, and oh, it's the Lord. greatest film I've That's ever funny. seen. That's funny. That's some shit Louis would do. I gotta check that out. Yo, it's hilarious. Bro. I seen the Fourth of July shit. Oh, really? That's what I it was called. Check that shit out. I just wish Louis was in it more. That's all I could ask yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. It was good, but it was mostly John List. I think was his yeah, name. Yo, Joe List. Yeah. Joe List. Yeah, he was good too. Nick DePaulo's in it, but uh. Yeah. Maybe somebody else I can't remember too. But. He's fucking awesome too because he fucking like he as an artist, bro. He's able to actually be an independent artist. Like mm. like Louis. Like one, I went to a show. Show was sold the fuck out. Yeah. You jerk off on anybody. Yeah. You jerk off on me. <laughs> fucking uh uh he yo he sells all his tickets. He like owns his mailing list. Right, mm-hmm. and then like you know, for the show, like he can he all five seasons thirty five bucks. So yeah, he owns yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You gotta if you 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 gotta go on his damn site and get the special, but it's always cheap. Yeah, it's five he, bucks. He definitely don't overcharge, especially in the day where like people have concert tickets that are like a thousand dollars and all this crazy like shit. Twenty bucks. 20, yeah, I, I think I paid like forty fifty bucks. I never had a problem getting a stand up from Louis. Yeah. You just $5. go in there, yeah. Five dollars and you can and you you're giving it to the dude and then like he's like also like Louis a genius. Yeah. He's brilliant with uh I will say I wish that uh he did a little bit more like what Aziz Ansari did and took a little bit I think he took ownership of what he did in the in the thing he wrote. And I and when I read what he wrote, I fucked with it. It felt sincere. Yeah. But I feel like by the time he came back with stand-up, he, w- he probably just wanted to be so far past it yeah. that he kind of just kind of like made light of it real quick and moved on. Yeah. And some of the stuff was funny too, he but I... Aziz sorry. Yeah. And Aziz, Aziz did something way less bad than Louis. <laughs> and he took he knew like all right i gotta like be apologetic and he probably really felt that way yeah. it seems sincere as well and i think louis is a good dude i think he i mean hey man comedians are weird and there's a lot worse weirder shit people could do but i feel like <laughs> you know that was the only thing is i think as brilliant as he is maybe that was the only thing that kind of was missing from his comeback was a little bit more like sincerity in his act with that because i think the first stand-up i don't even know if he touched on it or that might have been when he came out and he's like how was everyone's year did anyone else get in immense loads of trouble and then i think it wasn't until the next one that he had the sorry lit up behind him and um (laughs) because this is what i was telling people and this is real comedy shit everybody knows when it come to comedy it's just a different art form and i was like yo not for nothing you got all these guys like harvey weinstein they did all this horrible shit louis he out here masturbating dude he on some different shit 
I'm like, yo, literally, bro. I like Dave Chappelle shit on it with Dave Chappelle. Oh, I remember, like, yeah. He's like, he's like, this is a brittle spirit. He's like, he's like a fucking. He's like, Louis C.K. jerked off on the phone. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's like, if Mar, he's like, he's like, he's like, Martin Luther King was like, he's like, oh, I can't fucking. Oh uh, yeah. He's like, he's like, this motherfucker pulled out his dick. And then, he's like, <laughs> I can't free the <laughs> Like it's just hilarious. He said that's a brittle spirit. It's a brittle spirit. He said, yeah. bitch, hang up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but yeah, man, I think that's that's the only thing, man, because he still has some of the best jokes. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. Chris Rock is another one of my guys. Or Chappelle, all those guys are up there for me. Yeah. Not every guy is like. It's like a song. Not a, a song might be great, but you might not be like, "Yo, Doom said this," or yeah. Andre 3000 said this. Like you remember because it was so crazy. Like with Louis shit, <clears throat> I really rem- watch the shit and remember like bits and like say them to people. And if I really fuck with your comedy, I'm watching your stand up at least two, three times. Because yeah. if good, great stand ups like that don't come around every it's day. Timeless. I seen all the Chappelle shits. Yeah. You feel me? Timeless. Chappelle show is timeless. Yeah. I was fighting for that shit. Yeah, I love Chappelle. Yeah, bro. Yeah, where uh, where can we find you on social media, bro? At ComKingCauzy. Um, pretty much on everything. ComKingCauzy.com. YouTube.com slash The Cause. Uh, or just search me on streaming. Put The Cause Release Party or The Cause Release Party 2. You know, you'll find me from there. Because apparently there's like some rock band with my name. So I got to... <laughs> I got to get more stain with the DSP. <laughs> I got to murder them. I got to get more stain with the DSPs and get... You know, I don't know... What, I don't know how it is for people, but it looks like it's getting like jumbled up. That's why I say put the cause release party. There is one more Matthew Zaytoon on the internet, but it's like a, an eight-year-old in, in Montreal. Oh uh, wow! I know I gotta kill him one day, bro. But I <laughs> got the only the, way. All the social media handles, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's gotta you. feel good. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You can keep your little league guys Google SEO, <laughs> but I'ma find you, motherfucker. <laughs> that's the <laughs> only way. That's the only way to deal with it. You yeah, gotta know, kill him. But nah, that's that's <laughs> that's gotta feel good because I see. You know, girls are different from guys. I don't know why, and I don't know if any if you or any uh, listener has seen this. Girls follow girls with the same name as them. I don't know. I guess they like fuck it. It's three of us. We we all got similar handles. Oh, we could all be cool. <laughs> she say Britney. She say Britney too. She say Britney underscore. And I'm like, man, y'all really. I gotta applaud y'all. Y'all got no egos because you already know. Even back in the days with AIM, when we was kids, you come up with a screen name. Somebody got it. You mad as hell. Yeah. You get on Instagram. You put your handle, they like already taken. You like fuck. And certain names you gotta have it a certain way, or now you gotta think of some whole other shit. (laughs) But shout out to the women, man, because apparently y'all support each other. (laughs) Cause I seen that with two different chicks, and I'm like, yo, did they purposely see that they had the same name and chose the positive route? Like, yo, fuck it, we all got the same. Say Britney, but we all gonna be cool. Yo, Calm Kick Cozy, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Afternoon FM. Stay beautiful, people.